Hello? 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 Hey. Hi. Hello. Hey. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Not much. Drinking wine. Yeah. I'm okay. celebrating the. Uh, I just had some Easter dinner. Nice. With uh, with my dad and and my small bit of extended family. It was a small Easter dinner. Nice. Play, played with the dog. Uh, Sweet. It was a forward movement day. I I wanted to get in some time. D. Theps was in town. Nice. And I wanted to skate with him at the park, but I, it was one of those days where there was lots of other things going on, so I wasn't able to fit it in. But yeah. Um. It, overall, it was a good day. Nice. Forward movement. Worked on flip flops for a while. Cool. It's looking Doesn't pretty it feel good. Like spring. Yeah, it feels really good. It has that like uh it has that the change feeling it in the really air. It does. Yep. Big yeah. Time. There's actually quite a few things that I was waiting to happen that started to happen just in the past uh few days or, or the past week even. We're things waiting. started to move forward. You were waiting for things, you were expecting things to happen? Yeah, there was things that felt stuck. That Some that were outside of my control, some that were... You sensed in, that things were going to change soon. Yeah, astrologically speaking, they were supposed to, but if you believe in that shit or not, uh, this is usually the time where things move forward anyway, regardless of yeah. where the planets are. I always find that in spring, there's always a, a big shift. February and March. Always. Always. My butt, usually. And then um, I'm really happy that my birthday is mid April because it's usually it's a good. Easter's pretty sweet. And then it's April moving into May. Nice. Has traditionally been like, I don't know, good shit happens. Yeah, that's a good, that's an interesting uh, time of year to have a birthday is going into summer because I, my birthday is in fall, like going into winter. Yeah. There's a there's a stark contrast right there. Well, and it's fitting for your personality when you think of it. You have a stark well, contrast. Defi- yeah, it definitely has an effect. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I used to find Jesus September Christ. was so depressing. Like, after I got out of high school, September was so depressing for the longest time. And then it was, it is- as, I, as I got older, um, September didn't mean shit anymore. September was like nicer weather for another month but it used to be like oh my god there's people going like back to university like what the fuck am i doing yeah oh. but it was september september is still a sacred month for me i feel this energy in september like it's a magical month for me and it but it's like a bittersweet feeling because you know you're going into winter but i always find this really weird like strong inspiration and i th- like it started out like i wouldn't be afraid to get hurt because winter was coming oh yeah it's this kind of like you know like in spring i don't know everything's ahead of you you know yeah 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 and then in fall it feels like 
okay, like, I'm at the tail end of this ride. I'm going to go out with a fucking bang, and then winter's going to suck. Like, I'm just entering a world of darkness and cold, but right now it's, like, nice. So it, does, it doesn't feel like you're afraid that you're going to break your arm and be out for the summer. No. There isn't yeah. that feeling in September. Well, and you're also in flow because you're doing more of the things that you enjoy. So end of August and early September, even going into October, you're, whatever you've been wanting to evolve into, whatever you've been doing lots of thinking about through winter, lots of reflecting on, you have all that opportunity to become that, not necessarily that person, but to go in that direction through summer you got lots of light the weather's nice you can you have lots of time to develop it whatever you want to do and then you just get into a flow by that time yeah it's the tail end of the of the journey kind of and you're like a you're a ninja we're lucky in canada we've already talked about that but we're lucky in canada for that that maybe maybe it's a good thing that we can't skate all year round it really is I think it's a good thing, even though it's painful and it sucks. But, it, <laughs> but less and less, like, as I grow older, I, I really accept it as, yeah. like, an important part of the journey. Yeah. So it's not as painful as it used to be. Like, you know, like, when you're 18 and you, you're so desperate to skate and we'd go skate, like, Cottonwood and it's, like, minus 22 degrees and it's, like, not fun at all, but we're so eager to start skating. Well, yeah, because you get, like, the hot new video or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Man. but seeing seeing videos like in the winter was always so harsh because yeah. you're so excited to skate, but you couldn't. Yeah, well, that I'd make the joke already that finally Kelm's got an indoor skate park. I didn't use it all winter. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but back in the day, we would have been all over that shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We would have had really shitty, but I remember we had some really fun sessions at that park, like downtown. Remember uh, Greenhouse. Green bit. Greenhouse, greenhouse, yeah. greenhouse, and, and really green bay. Shitty mini ramp, and you had to like, you had to do, you had to squash on all your tricks because you could like hit your head on the rafters. Hey, that's was, actually was, where I learned how to topsole. So I topsole yeah. because of skating that shitty ramp. The way that I topsole is because of that shitty ramp. So I had some, I, I had some really good sessions at that park. <laughs> <laughs> or in retro, like remembering them, I feel really good about what I did. If I could yeah. go. If I could go back in time and actually watch, it would probably be really shitty, the tricks I, re- I was doing and stuff. I had four beers one night at that place, and I I did an alley-oop topsail on, like, a, on like a rail or something like that, on, like, yeah. a flat rail. And uh, I was skating really good drunk, and then I took a really bad fall, and I've never been able to alley-oop topsail <laughs> since. I can go into That's- it from Royale. But. That's really funny that you say that because I was going to tell a story about uh, being pretty like sort of drunk there and doing an alley-oop top acid on that. It was the same rail that it was like a mini uh, a mini table, right? And the with a flat rail on the top. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably the same night. I don't know. Yep. You probably did it first, and then I probably followed it up. I don't know. But I remember taking a really bad slam after that. Shit. Are you still there? Oh yeah, you're still there. I'm still here. Yeah. So, um, I I sent you some some weird texts today, but one of the texts that I sent no, I have an announcement. My announcement okay. is Todd McInerney threatened me with violence through a text <laughs> message today. Yeah, I said I was gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't think too much of it, but I don't know. I got. I wanted announced to everyone out there that I was threatened with violence by Todd McInerney. He threatened me with violence. This is true. This was cyberbullying. This man is speaking the truth. He was cyberbullying me. He wanted to know him, or I don't know if someone had the phone if they were playing a joke. But I'll just play along. I'll play along. It was. It was my my words. He wanted. I can own it. It was me. He wanted access to my some of my old journals, and I said, um, I can't remember the text, I could read it, but I said, when I'm dead, you, like, you, can, you can scan them, publish yeah. them, share I was them. Laughing, I was laughing really hard, because I, like, I, after you sent me that text, I told Carly, I'm like, so I sent Joey this text asking if it would be cool if I could borrow his journals for a while and then give it back, and her reaction was like, you are fucking out of your mind. <laughs> and then I and then I read you I read her your reply and she had a really funny reaction. Yeah, she was, said, "Have it when I'm dead, but it's too sacred and personal." <laughs> and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> now, but now I really want to read it. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're pretty much they're like uh they're the equivalent of I guess like poo when you wipe your bum, yeah. you take dumps and grab little pieces and flush them down the toilet. But it's kind of like that, but it's from your mind. See their poo. <laughs> There's nothing too personal in there, but um, yeah, when I'm dead, you can have them for sure. Interesting. But yeah. apparently, you're gonna yeah, fucking no, kill you me. You said that. You said that. Like, do you have a will? Mm-mm. You should get on that. Well, either you or Monica, you guys could both go through them. I just picture yeah, like there's well, all the shit that happens when people die, and then it's like not that easy. So with with make that, a will, I, make a will and just write it out. Well, I would say like just you guys would probably be the first people interested in going through them. So I don't know. I would just assume whoever wants to go through them would go through them. And there's a lot of them. Like you would have to. What I would really want is eventually just a crazy person that takes the best pieces and then makes something out of the best yeah, pieces. Yeah. Or just fucking scans all of it and then even just puts just, them even up. Even just reading it. I mean, yeah. even just to go through it really uh, thoroughly and just like actually like read all of it. Yeah. Um, I really want to get a fireproof box for them too or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you should think about that. You know, you can, you can get a safety deposit box and write it off every year on your taxes. The government won't check. Do you have one? No, but I always say that I do. Oh, okay. So I did my announcement. That was my announcement. Was that Todd McInerney? He threatened me with violence over the telephone, not with words. Well, with words, but type digitally. Cyberbullying threatened me with violence because he could not get what he wanted. I confirm that that's the truth. Yeah, that happened. That is my announcement. And I take full ownership. Yeah. So now. Um yeah there was there was a there was a wild feeling to all of those text messages. So what you got? My announcement? Yeah. Okay. Well, first off, I need to give Carly huge props because today she went uh she went grocery shopping by herself so that I could uh cone skate in the tennis court. Yeah. And that's really nice of her um to So to, awesome. To do that. Yeah. And I had such an, a wicked session uh um, it was probably the best session that I've ever had at cone skating. And uh, 
I had a revela- uh, revelation while I was cone skating. Yeah. And I've made the decision to quit aggressive rollerblading. I am retiring from aggressive rollerblading and pursuing uh, my career as a cone skater. <laughs> so I've realized I've realized that there are two there's two types of rollerbladers. There's grinders <laughs> and there's rollers. And I know 100% in my heart that I am a roller. Are you a roller? I'm a roller. Wait, okay. So expand on this. Well, are you just going to skate cones? Yes. No, I'm not actually going to just skate oh. cones. I'm um I'm See, I was going to say that I was retiring from aggressive skating. But that's just a joke. I'm not actually yeah. retiring. You also said that you were going to do or you weren't going to watch Words when it first came <laughs> out. And you were going to save really? it until it got nice outside. Because <laughs> it came out in winter. Yeah. You watched that would, it as... Hey, that would have been a smart thing to do. And then after watching Words, you said you were going to do the splits by Canada Day. <laughs> That's also true. And I did try. I put like a month of like doing splits in the kitchen. Oh, you have to go for way longer than that. You have to go for hell. Takes a couple of years, I think. Jesus Christ, I gave up on that. Like Okay, so keep going. I like I like what's happening here. So keep going here. Um so I had a wicked cone skating session and um yeah, I came to the realization that there's grinders and rollers. And I definitely am a roller, and it's like I, it's like I, like a lot of rollerbladers, I feel bad about not doing grinds, or I feel this sense of like disappointing, this culture, or like just grinding is so deeply rooted into aggressive skating, and 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 it, and it doesn't need to be such a big part of it. No, it can be it can be a small part of it, and I realized this on a on a new level today, when I felt like I could just cut loose in yeah. just just rolling and I didn't need to feel bad about it I didn't feel need to feel like uh, inferior I felt so empowered and I was like this is fucking awesome what I'm doing and it, it it's so fun that I just I I I was like this is kind of like what my heart tells me to do is yeah, that I don't I don't I don't feel like my heart in a huge way is telling me to do grinds. Well, a lot of your but most interesting stuff, a lot of what you've been the best at hasn't really been grinds. It's been like the more athletic style of skating. But to to but you have you do have a very solid grinding repertoire, I must well, say. This is all a joke. I had also had an amazing uh, aggressive skating session yesterday. <laughs> and and my fucking K2s are so sick with uh banana rocker with the volos. They were good? Yeah, man. I had a solo session at uh Plaza and I was doing like top acid, true spin. Oh fuck, that, that setup would feel so good soul. there. And it like but I felt like um in a rolling sense like they felt like really good i could just do mad spinoramas and like oh man it's a banana rocker is sick uh, yeah it really is hey if you need better than uh better than what better than flat rocker like banana rocker is the new flat rocker 
It is. It is. It takes a little bit to get used to, like, landing every once in a while. But um, what I really like at the skate park in when I first started using Banana Rocker, I loved um, stomping, like, a big 540 out of the bank. Yeah. And then um, swiveling to forwards instead of... You know how people, like, when they jump to forwards out of control? Yeah. You can... You can stomp a five, but then swivel like your lower body, like your hips, and just like really controlled turn to forwards right away. In yeah, Banana that's... Rocker, it's like it's such a cool thing to be able to do that. Yeah, that's interesting. That's like a, a really signature thing to a Joey five forty is to <laughs> land and then like swivel like like I'll do like the cock stomp or the cock cock is yeah. that what it is the cock stomp? Yeah. Um, but you, uh, you're, you like ninety five percent of the time will do like a ball and like swivel out of to forwards. <laughs> that's just Dion of... Anthony. That's like that's I just sick. copied that. I just watched Dion Anthony do that, and then I just said, I want to always do that. Fuck, There's something like... so cool about like your wheels still being stuck to the ground, and then like uh, your upper body being in control and just sliding your wheels. And you know? sliding, yeah. It's um. It's um fuck I lost my train of thought but uh it's uh well fuck what was I gonna say fuck well what the you, fuck was I gonna say well you were talking about you were gonna retire but and you had a really good cone <laughs> session but then the day before that yeah but okay, okay you were talking about stomping the five forty and the swivel oh that's right the swivel yeah swivel out of it um I just uh, I'm realizing that a lot of what I was gonna say I'm realizing a lot of my favorite shit in skating is rolling shit it's not fucking grinding shit. Well, yeah, of course. Those little things, those little nuances are, are the most amazing aspects of skating, I think. That's what it's all about. Like, yeah, I think, I don't know, there's yeah, there's still so much room for fucking change in this sport. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change so much. Andy Cruz, love him or hate him. He does. He did a alley-oop one-foot roll down a thin square rail. He did true spin alley oop roll down Bercy. Down Bercy, yeah. The rounded Bercy ledge. Yeah. That's and then, ridiculous. He was the first person to do stuff like roll square rails. Like the one that Kevin Yee did in the new edit was just, that's that's like Andy Cruz. All, he would, yeah. And the crazy thing about those one foot rolls is there's like a safe way to one foot roll. And I think, didn't Kevin Yee do it the dangerous way? Where um, you can do it with your with one foot hanging towards the stairs, but I think he did it with his foot hanging over the other side. There's like so many possibilities with that. Yeah, yeah. He did do it the interesting way where he jumped like further than he had to, like over yeah. his left foot. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways that you can do rolls. Yeah. Well, that's the funniest part. I mean, when when um when I say skating has no culture. Yeah, those are little things where it's like, if rollerblading did have more rolling in it, then it may have more culture. It may have more of a distinct. Yeah, I thought of this thing that like, if skateboarding had never existed and rollerblading came along, um, grinding wouldn't wouldn't be any like people wouldn't do grinds. We talked about that on the last podcast, remember? Yeah, You're yeah. Saying, like, would rollerbladers be smart enough to come up with grinding? Yeah, I don't think they would. I think they would take so much pleasure in rolling that they wouldn't. I don't know. I don't think it's that much fun, and I don't think you're. You, I mean, there's. I mean, grinding's fun. I like to do grinds. Yeah. Um, and there, it is like a different 
aspect, but like I think it would be a, a much smaller aspect, and people might not think to do it for a really long time, and it would be this really esoteric thing where not that many people did it, and yeah, because rolling on blades is the shit. Yeah, you well, can do everything you can do on grinds, but more. <laughs> you're grinding all the time. Yeah, you're rolling. <laughs> Fuck grinding. You're rolling. I'd, I'd much rather roll than grind. You don't even have Fuck to wrong. skate. Like once, you, if you get some speed going, you can coast, man. Yeah, you can coast. You're rolling. You <laughs> <laughs> I've heard there's two really interesting things that I've heard about grinding that has always stuck with me. But no matter what, I'm still trying to deprogram myself. Self, like if I went to the skate park today, I would have done a lot of the same grinds that I usually do. I like yeah. I like doing top soles and I like doing oh, soul grinds. I and I like maybe a backside once in a while, but I did Unity? a lot. Like when I was in uh, my power blades, I you did what? When I was in my power blades, I missed because oh, yeah. I couldn't really do Mizu's. Yeah, because my the wheels in the back. Oh, they would work. stick. Yeah, I really miss. It felt really good to do Mizu's. They're fun. <laughs> they are like 360 out. It feels so good. That was another thing in that Kevin E edit. He just did a Mizu down like a drop rail in front of a house. And he does he does his mizus exactly like I do. His back foot's way closer than most people. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. He's born really close to the same time as me, so I don't know if that's what it is. Interesting. Yeah. Taylor Ritchie will have to do a mizu because he's born close to the same time too. Guess who else? Never is born seen close? Taylor Ritchie do a mizu. He's he not should. a mizu type of dog. Well, because he probably does them the same way that we do. We, we, us Aries, us people born in April, I think we do them really close together. But, but not everyone does Mizu's. Like, when was the last time you saw Brian Aragon do a Mizu? I've seen him do a sweat stance, I think. But yeah, like, not. people do sweat stances. Like, sweat stance is a cool trick. Brian Aragon but, should just do a Mizu. I've never seen Brian Aragon. It'd be sick to see Aragon do like a Mizu 360 out. Like it'd be sick to see a section of him doing really basic tricks. How sick would it be? He could probably easily do like a Mizu 360 land back in Mizu 360 out. He could probably do that. That would look cool. That'd be he, amazing. I would yeah. love to see him do that with like, like kind of like dirty looking baggy clothes and a big beard and long hair. Yes. <laughs> Enough of this clean cut shit. Enough of that shit. Yeah. Enough <laughs> Actually, it. it's Well, it's good. just too predictable. I think like the element of surprise is is lacking with Aragon. Like he's so fucking good, but like nothing he does really surprises me. Like he's so gifted. He's so fucking amazing on rollerblades. But I don't I'm when I like he rarely really makes me go, whoa, like, can you even, like, name a really good Brian Aragon trick? Mm. All of them. He's just so athletic, he makes it look really easy. Well, okay, in VG, in VG, okay, what VG did he have a profile in? Oh, fuck, you know what's such a good Brian Aragon trick? When he, like, um, Mason always talked about this section. It was, like, the bonus section to that Punjabi MC song. With Jay-Z. Yeah, that's that's what I was and, gonna say. And where he five forties into yep. the bowl and, and then five forties out of the bowl, fakey sevens out of the next, fakey sevens out of the next one. Yeah, that was like the he, you know, you don't see him do stuff like that very often. That was the sickest fucking shit ever. 
<laughs> that, that was me, so good. Me and Mason watched that like uh, like literally a hundred times in a row. Because he did it perfect. Yeah, it was if perfect. So does smooth. exist. He he does things textbook. Well, the way he landed into the 540 and then moved his body, it wasn't like he landed the 540 and then did the fakie 7. It was literally all one movement. Like the way he landed the 5 in the bowl, he moved his weight in a way that went directly into the launch of the fakie 7. Oh, and it, it would have felt so good. God. Oh, my God. You can't do that in anything. Nope. Skier. Nope. I've seen skiers do stuff kind of like that, but you wouldn't make it look as smooth and as close together on skis as he nope. did. You wouldn't. No. That was that was so sick. The funniest part about that it was in the bonus. It wasn't even in like the main. Yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> the fucking idiot, Dave Payne didn't put it in the section, and it was the best trick ever done on rollerblades. <laughs> That's no. such a funny thing. You can hey? you can think of them watching that like, no, nah, it's at a park. No. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like park skating it's not as legit like kids like to see street skating yeah and it, it didn't involve a grind i don't know it's more like creative shit well just, i remember in the bonus okay i you have such fucking a idiot. Memory. was that vg23 right or vg22 vg22 22 or 23 okay i have a clear memory of my love for skating was just barely hanging on by a thread and we were at Chris Nima's house, and we watched VG22, and I, what, I was so depressed after watching that video. Like, I was ready to hang my skates up after watching that video. Yeah, that was a really shit I would, era. Of I was writing. so... There was no... I couldn't... Obviously, I just had to find it in myself. As cheesy as that sounds, but I was looking for inspiration. I kept expecting videos to inspire me and they never did bg22 made me want to quit more than it made me yeah. want to skate it made me so upset it was so in one direction yeah like oh do you remember that yeah Were well there? i do remember um it didn't have as much of an impact on me. I don't remember it having so much of an impact on me because, like, there came a time when I just stopped, like, uh, expecting anything from videos. Mm. Like, I just, I, I just stopped. I just didn't expect it anymore. Um, and that, that was, like, in that time. And I, especially a VG, it was like, yeah, <laughs> VG. <laughs> you know, like, those later VGs... I I was not interested in them at all. Yeah. Not at all. Like after VG10, I think. VG10. VG10 was the first video that I was disappointed in. Wasn't that? That was the very first video. Since then, like I watch shitty videos. I watch like Tacoma Funk, and like Tacoma Funk's pretty pretty. uh, It's got some good shit in it. It's aged a little bit better. Is that online? I would love if it was because yeah. it's got a lot of weird like solos and like it, that would be an interesting video. I bet it's not online. I would love to get uh, Mo Sanders on the podcast. Fuck yeah, he's like amazing. He's like the king of the derby world, hey. And he was the one who yeah. he owned heavy, and he lived in. Uh, yeah, he was cool. In what he, way is he the king of the derby world? Like, is he a, com- a competitor? He's a really famous, uh, he, not famous, he owns a lot of companies, 
His name is Quadzilla. He's known he's like, as Quadzilla. Is he like the Arlo? He's like no, well he he's like um cuz I think he was a quad skater before he skated on inlines like even way back when. And um he owns a lot of brands but he's he he coaches. He like coaches a really well-known team and he runs lots of clinics. Huh. And uh yeah, I didn't get a lot of like I had so many questions that I wanted to ask him just about I just listened to those guys talk about um like he grew up in Venice when Inline was taking off. Like he was there skating in Venice with Arlo and a lot of those guys at the very beginning. And he was the first guy to ever skate. He was the first pro for K2s. For K2 really? like, Inline before they even made the fatty. Yeah. So um I want to get him on the podcast. That's where I'm going. That'd with be that. amazing. I would love to get him on the podcast. And he remember I I uh sent him a link, I think, to mushroom blading. Yeah. And he he said he did a lot of weird stuff that he got made fun of. Like he did a lot of weird movements that he liked to do on quads on skates. Yeah. And he's he said he really liked mushroom blading. He said there nice. was a lot of stuff that looked like stuff that he did. He's in. I sampled him for wacky mode too. Which one? And I do. Uh, I do. I copied a trick from him, and I figured I would just put the trick over top. And it's when we're in the parking garage, and it's you lean down, you're like leaning down on your knee, and then you quickly lift up into a toe roll and kick, and then go back down, and then you oh, like nice. repeat it. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. And then he taught me that weird uh, thing that I did with you and Kapetsky the other day, where yeah, it's that like weird slide. That like yeah, where you like wrap your leg it's like a citric power slide where it's acid but you wrap your leg around the other way yeah yeah i, w- I want to yeah, start i'm not exactly sure you'll have to show me exactly what you do on that one it's a pivot point it's just you're going yeah, in a yeah. straight line with the yeah pivot i want to i want to i want to know about that um but to bring it back yeah tacoma funk if anybody's listening and they have it put it up oh, hell think, yeah yeah that'd be interesting to see again yeah. How did we get like, there? Oh, yeah. VG10. Yeah, VG10. I Wasn't VG10 like the first time DAP had full creative control? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Because it was bad. It yeah, was it was so bad. bad. VG10 was bad. That was a bad video. Metro. But I remember I remember the John Robin, Robinson had really good tricks in it. Yeah. But, but there was like, uh, yeah, like I just remember watching that and feeling dead on the inside. Wasn't there was a Sendicon? There was some. There was like a Chicago section that was pretty good. No. Um. Yeah, I think so. You know, it had good near the parts. start. Like, there were parts that were like decent, but like as a whole video, it just was god awful. But there was a couple <laughs> like good things within it. There was some diamonds. In the <laughs> was that the one with like? Bear witness as I exercise my exorcism. <laughs> the one where it's like, and even if your DJ was Jesus, you could never fuck with these kids. And it showed pe- like white kids in really nice yeah, hip hop clothes. Yeah, Holy shit, it was. <laughs> no, I tried to. I, okay, wait, I tried wait. to pretend that I was really into that, but that's not. That's has not aged very well. No. Yeah, that was in that video. Damn. The Scout Report. 
the scout report for, to y'all. We're bringing no, that was BG11 with Charles the Macadelicious. That Charles Dunkel? Sorry, no, that was VG12. No, that was VG12. number... Yeah, 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 it was VG... It was California, uh, California Dreamin'. Yeah. That California Dreamin' was okay, but was still... I don't know. Yeah, that was a shitty video. <laughs> it was better than 10. <laughs> it feels so good to say that was a shitty video. It really was. Yeah, it was. It came out at the same time as Smell the Glove. What are you going to choose? Are you going to choose VG11 California Dreamin' or are you going to choose Smell the Glove? Yeah, that's that's obvious. <laughs> there's some real what shit there's some bunk shit. Which should Videos be- were starting to get bad around that time. Yep. They would really? definitely get... Because T-Bone TV 1 was uh, my daily routine. And then... T-Bone TV 2 High Rollers was bad, but still good, kind of. Rollinson's it had video. some flavor. And then Making Dreams Reality. And then remember, like, T-Bone TV 4 and 5, where it was just Ooh. like... you get those videos where it would be, like, the same ASA footage between three or four different videos. Oh. And then VG started to get bad. Well, you know what it was? Like, they didn't have the internet back then. So they would just get all this footage and, like, hey, we should make, we should make a video out of this. Yeah. And... Yeah, we could make like a couple thousand dollars just selling this like shit video that people won't even know is shit. Yeah. What video was apart from Smell the Glove? What was really good? So FOR. I was remember the good yeah. video, but that again, that one has not aged well. No. If you watch FOR, it's not it's not good. It's not. not gonna- the- there's some good parts. Yeah, there's like, some, there are good, some good parts. But as a video, it fucking it, sucks. Yeah. And I remember that was like the hot video. Like we thought that was like such a good video. Like I remember when FOR came out, like I would watch that all the time. Oh, Volume Volume has aged really well. That's still a good video. Volume's good. Guess who made that video? Brian Smith made that fucking video. Yeah. Oh shit, Brian Smith made that video. How old was he when he made that video? And like I think him and Julio worked on it together. Oh like, shit! So, Brian Smith like, had some talent. Remember, there was that part in in volume where you thought there was like the British thug. Yep, <laughs> that was Brian Smith. Really? Yeah. So Brian was, Smith was in England with uh, Latimer, and he filmed Eddie. a lot of that stuff. I think, yeah. Holy shit! That trick is crazy. When Dustin Latimer one eighties. The people scream just before he 180s between the two ledges. He does a drop. Oh, a drop yeah. Stall, 270. Holy shit. That's ridiculous. He's going so fucking fast. Yeah. That really was, he, like, one of the most amazing fucking things done on Rollerblade. Shima 360, that shit. Did he 360? In Drip Drop, doesn't he 360 that? Did he 360 it? Yeah, like stick he, man, get the job done, three sixty. He that. did. He fucking he three sixty it and three sixty off. That trip and is Macchio, fucking he, amazing. Uh, didn't he Macchio stall drop to to two seventy? I can't I remember what he did going into it, but he fucking three sixty that thing. Oh my god! Yeah, that that trick is so amazing. And That's they didn't up, like right? the filming's decent, but how amazing would it be to have like the the angle that they got for Latimer's one eighty? 
like inside. If you had that yeah. side angle of Shima 360ing that, it would be ridiculous. Yeah. Like guess that, what? Like, Todd, guess what? Shima probably watched like volume before going out there, and, and he probably thought about doing that trick. Like, fuck, I'm gonna 360 that shit when we go. Well, like, I if bet you're he... going, if you're going to England and you're filming for a video, you want to find that shit. He's oh, probably like God. sitting at home smoking weed, being like, "Oh, dude, I could probably 360 that." Yeah, exactly. Guess what, oh. Todd? Between those two tricks, yeah. Even with the stall, guess what? No grinds. Yep, that's true. Rolling. Rolling. Exactly. There's stalls. Stalling. Rollers and we got grinders. And Justin Latimer was a... shamed. They want to be rollers, but they're like, damn, I gotta get I gotta be kind of a grinder to, to like get my street cred. So Justin like, Latimer is an incredible example of someone who could just do anything. And Shima is an example of if there Latimer's was what? Latimer's a grinder. Latimer's a grinder? Yep. 100%. Yeah, he's a grinder. <laughs> and Shima's definitely a grinder. No, Shima's a roller. Shima's a roller? Shima, Shima thinks he's a grinder. He's trying to be a grinder, but he's actually a roller. Shima's a roller? Yes. He doesn't know it. He wouldn't He wouldn't uh, describe himself as so, but he is. He's a roller. <laughs> Brian Shima, you are a roller. <laughs> okay, so Latimer's expand on this here. So this revelation that you had that yeah. you're retiring from aggressive skating. You're not actually retiring from aggressive skating. No. You have two disciplines now. I I believe I I think cone skating will be like 95% of my time spent on blades and then like I'll film aggressive stuff. Like I'll film I'll film it but I I won't just go out and like well, I might go and practice it, but it'll be a small percentage of my time for. That's role- smart. Yeah, that'll be really healthy for your overall outlook. Yeah, and you know, so this th- is just something I'm saying right now, and I'll probably think differently about it like tomorrow or something. And I'll be like, "Fuck, it'd be good to go out and do like a true macchio." So I'm prob I'm not quitting aggressive skating, but man, cone skating is awesome. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably good at it. I gotta, I gotta start practicing. It took me a while. It took me a while, but I had yeah. like first like really breakthrough session tonight, solo. I was like, okay, I get this. The only rule, Joey, the only rule is don't knock over a cone. And you, if you want, you can kick all the fucking cones. So really, there yeah. are no fucking rules. Yeah, I've had fun doing that. I kicked almost all of them over while shooting the duck with my rolling foot. That was amazing. That that got laughs at the Venables house. <laughs> Trevor loved it. You know it's good. If parents yep. laugh at it, you know it's a good it's a good movement. Yeah, it's still a really important experience to like watch a video with parents. Oh, definitely. It's such a weird thing, like watching videos with parents, but like, but now like, just observing their reactions on like what they like and how they react. That's like really valuable. More people should be fucking forced to do that. We could all move forward. If everyone's parents and girlfriends and brothers and sisters and grandparents, if you sat down and watched videos with them and like just took notes on what they liked and didn't like, we could all move forward in our video making. Really? Really? You and, could. You, and you don't have to 
you don't have to take all of it. Like you don't have to agree with all of it. But just some of the little things that they say are might be more true than anything that you ever know about video making. Yeah. Because they're viewing it from a fresh place. They don't they're not conditioned like you are. We are all heavily, heavily conditioned. We came to this when we were teenagers and we just sucked everything up. We were little sponges. And we were yeah. sponges and we watched this shit and we became so conditioned by it. These people just see it like people. They're not their perception isn't so fucking twisted. We have such a twisted perception on what we do. Yeah. We developed the ideas about it when we were fucking little kids. And it's very hard to now we're men. make that. <laughs> well, we're almost pretty close. We are men, I guess. We are, yeah, men. We're men. We are men. It's a good video title. <laughs> we are men. We are men. <laughs> the funniest part that I think is a curse, not just in rollerblading. Rollerblading's extra bad because we follow the other sports and activities. Um, that there's like these standards within the activities that everyone is like, yes, that was a solid section, or that was like a very well put together. He did everything proper and right, and his technique was good, and the spot selection was great. And then it's like wait a minute, are we just making these things for each other? Like, that's yeah. that shouldn't be the reason you're making a video. <laughs> like, well, yeah. let's get the checklist out. Okay, yeah, spot selection, fantastic. fantastic. Uh, trick selection, great, great. He did do, there was too many outspins to a grind. Um, uh, but trick selection was good. Song selection, uh, pretty good, you know, like... It it was good and like the clothing that he had on and everything, you know, the little a, bit it was of personality just a good and like, video all around. You know, it was just yeah, really solid video. Really solid. If I was to show uh, my friends that also do the activity and they had seen a hundred videos in the same style, they would agree that it uh, is similar to the style of those hundred videos. It's so true. It's like we're judging rollerblading videos like a bunch of old, like, fat bitches, like, sitting there judging gymnastics. And they're like, oh, that girl just did, like, a triple backflip, but no, she kind of stumbled on the landing, and that's not proper gymnastics, and that's, she didn't do it as perfect as the gold medalist did it, and I will judge her based on her shitty performance. Did you read that post on the message board about um about people mock that uh, such and such looks like figure skating? Let me just pull this up. You, did you read this? No. And then he posted a picture of that. Uh, there's the figure. There's like that famous gay figure skater that does runs to like rock music, and he was dressed like kind of like a rollerblader. Um. Where is was it, it that there's like a there's like a kind of a Johnny something there's like yeah a yeah that guy type character in yeah yeah State, yeah and he's sick yeah okay so um <laughs> if you think about it agroblading media has just become figure skating again we tried so hard to get away but from that by moving from runs to jam sessions to hip hop to baggy. Online sections for Dude X are just emasculated figure skating. Yep. Carefully choreographed, sequenced, set to music, and about three minutes. And then I was like, you forgot about the costumes. <laughs> <laughs> I did read that. That was an amazing comment. 
that really is amazing, and it's so true. But we just need everyone wants to like fucking validate their sport, and everyone wants to make to who? sport. Yeah, exactly. To, each other? to who? I don't know, but every like everyone is really constipated about their sports. Like they come up with these like regimes, and it's like they really stick to it. it it's it's in every sport. I mean, it's in like every sport from the beginning of time. It just develops this strict regimen. But roller and roll betting is following that model. But there's nothing. There's nothing to be accomplished with rollerblading. It's a complete waste of time. So yeah. any any anything that you do is equally as stupid. <laughs> the sport thing is really funny. The whole like, I don't I don't have a coach telling me what to do. But <laughs> you don't have a coach. You don't have a coach telling you what to do. But you have all of the stupid like however many years of what the standards are within the activity telling you what to do exactly I, yeah exactly you are so that's why influenced. you might as well you you need a coach just to decondition yourself and there are fucking teams too oh my god there's totally teams the names of people that represent brands are called fucking teams yeah uh, you know something weird that i thought of uh, um like Normal athletes, like normal professional athletes, they have a job to do. They have to go to the game, and they need to play in the game, you know, and they play a certain position, and they fill a role, and they have to go to practice a certain amount of times. They travel all around, like, and then rollerblade, like, what does a professional rollerblader need to do? Like, some Listen. of them compete. Some of them compete in contests, but a lot of them just, like, they think that, or they're just so badass that they just that's just what like they don't do anything listen todd you need to put out hot sections <laughs> with proper spot selection <laughs> proper tricks i know i know and you have to do it right i know that's the goal joey enough of this fucking around we're going to get serious joey you need a dolly and you need to start skating anti-rocker, and you need to start grinding some fucking rails. Like, we need some kink drops. You gonna hit some kink drops for the next video? I don't even have to. You got that like... in you, dude. <laughs> you got that. I had to... I had... I fought with that voice for a really long time. <laughs> I had to fight with that voice for a really long time. I where it was like you have to do this if you're filming for a video. Yeah. You have to do this with that voice. Yeah. So what's up with that? Conditioning, man. Condition from hey, age. I'm a roller hey. even though I grind. I've been a roller for a long time. So Joey, let me ask you. Okay. Are you a grinder or are you a roller? Hey. I'm a roller. You know that. I've I've always between my grinds, I've been a roller. Yep. I think primarily you are a roller. I am a roller. The primary foundation of your skating is rolling. Yeah. Grinds That's are why I, a bonus. I'm going to make a grand statement here, Todd. Let's hear it. You, you can follow me or not follow me. I've had feelings. I've had feelings. Yeah. That... Rollerblading and and um, 
you just have to come at this with an incredibly open mind because it's a large concept okay. that uh, skate parks, for the most part, um, aren't for rollerblading. It's true. Yeah, it's totally what, true. They're all think? designed. Well, they're all designed for skateboarding. And skateboarding is just what we are trying to be, but we're not. What do you think, though, about the argument where it's like, well, we're just we're just doing the same thing with different, like BMX, BMX scooter, rollerblade, skateboard. We're just trying to do the same thing. Um. It, what do you think about in, that? In a general sense, it's true. Like in a general sense, you're just doing this something weird, like you're pretending that it matters in some way and you're kind of like f trying to find physical expression through something. But really, yeah. I believe strongly that rollerblading is the best in terms of self-expression, in terms of like being the closest to dance and the closest to like freedom, complete freedom in your body of movement. Rollerblading yeah. is elite to biking, skateboarding, and scooter with all these sports, your feet need to be in, in, a, in a more limited way. Like, your body is more limited by those sports. I'm not saying it's better. It's not oh, better. For, well, like, it's, it's, it's not better, it's, and it's not Apples easier, and oranges. It's not harder. It's totally apples and oranges. But um, in terms of... And that's why it's so polarizing. That's why it's so hated by so many people is because it makes them feel uncomfortable. The movements that rollerbladers do and the ones that are like unique to rollerblading, those things are going to make people uncomfortable because they're so different to anything that they've seen a human being do that they instantly are repulsed and they call it gay. They call it just like weird. They don't know how to react. But that's, that's why it's so amazing. It's so badass. Because it people people are uncomfortable. It's really oh. like the punk movement. It's really similar to that kind of like there's a small group of people who really believe in something, and everyone on the outside is like, "What the fuck is this?" Like they want no part of it. They would never just put on a pair of skates and go for a rip. Like never. Um, it's because it's so it's so powerful. Um, the like how rollerblading is technically punk as hell, but the best part about rollerblading is that it's something new that punk wasn't even. Yeah. Like couldn't even be. Well, the, yeah. The, the, and, and those uncomfortable movements that you do on your skates transcend that idea of punk and goes into an entirely new place. Yeah. Because when done right, some of those movements that can make people uncomfortable can look so amazing. Yeah. And uh, that yeah. that goes beyond punk and into like uh, just something new and different. Yeah. Really, it it is totally unique in that in that way. The yeah. It's it the the power of like injecting some weird emotion into people with rollerblading. It has that power. Like it's yeah. What did you think about? Um, oh, what were you gonna say? Nothing really. It's really what? Oh well, just do you remember that story? Because I asked Kevin, Mister Yi, on on the first podcast that we did, like if he thought skating was poetic. And I remember there was that guy watching us skate at the at the skate park in Kamloops, and and sometimes you you get that comment from elderly people or parents or whatever that they like. There's something uh, he used the term poetic. 
He was like, it's yeah. very poetic what you guys do. I really enjoy watching you guys because it's very poetic. So I think I think old people would have a really interesting perspective on on it because they're not. I don't know. They're not. Uh, to them, the idea that rollerblading is gay—that's just a ridiculous notion to them. That that would be like inferior in any kind of way. They would just Unless see it watch... really for what it is. Yeah. Because, like, to yeah. them, I mean, skateboarding is equal, like just as ridiculous. Like, they don't they don't get it. Like, they don't really yeah. pay attention to it. They're not involved in that culture, so really, they. They they may have even just like totally overlooked skateboarding, and so they when they see rollerblading, they actually see it as its own entity. Because so many people still, when they talk about rollerblading, they'll say like skateboarding by accident. Like when they're dis- oh. when people are describing rollerblading, they will say skateboarding by accident. I All don't the even, time. Oh, and I don't even like saying the two in the same sentence. I just feel like a fourteen year old kid. When I say like rollerblading and yeah. skateboarding, oh. I just feel like such an idiot when I say yeah. them together because I yeah. know that they're completely different. But I'm still oh. like uh, growing into my new skin that's <laughs> doesn't need to talk about the two anymore. But it's just it's always there. It's you have to still. Do you know what I mean when you say the two together? Yeah. Don't you I, just feel like an idiot? Yeah, I feel like a fucking idiot. I feel like, yeah, fuck it. Like, still, like, to be totally honest, like, without being dramatic, like, being, telling someone that you rollerblade is fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Like, when you tell someone, yeah, I play basketball, like, or I'm in a roller hockey league, like, oh, cool, like, a couple days a week, like, it's it's normal, like, it's still fuck. like, you don't, I, it's weird. Todd, roller hockey's not even popular. Ball hockey is more popular than roller hockey. That's true. That's fucked up. <laughs> but still, roller hockey is a hell of a lot more acceptable than saying that you just rollerblade. Like, yeah, that's true. Does that you even have mean? That... Dude, you gotta have that stick in your hand to make yeah. it a little more masculine. Well, you have a goal. You're not just skating around like a fucking fairy. You're trying to put a puck in a net. <laughs> that's a... Canadian. <laughs> Man, well, you're, not, you're not skating around like a fucking fairy. Look yeah, at this hey, guy. Hey, where are your tights, eh? <laughs> fucking homo. Look at this guy, fucking twirly bird, eh? Yeah, grown man. So, Look at yourself. <laughs> grown man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a grown ass man. That Paul Crick video. I'm a grown ass <laughs> man. Have you watched that one? I'm a, is, no, I have to see this. There's a bunch of them. If you ever get in a mood where you're like you're looking for some good content, just look up some Paul Crick videos because there's still lots of ones that I haven't seen. Nice. But I'm a grown ass man is one of them. It's weird. Like I always forget that something like I always forget Paul Crick is gonna make like new videos. Some of I the like, new ones are awesome. I bet they are. It's just something it's, I don't uh, think about. But yeah, he's well, he's one of those people that. Um, who even fucking knows because yeah. we've talked about this before um, anybody who's making anything you may have no viewers like Paul Crick may not go past 5,000 people who knows of his shit but it, most probably especially you just posted the long tail Yeah. most probably 
over time, more people will know about Paul Crick. But I think the idea of like mass celebrity won't happen. Um, my point is like that we talked about on the last podcast, like that idea of being like a big band, like a well-known, really well-known band or really well-known something like it seems to be fading. Yeah. So Paul Crick, all the much available. Yeah. If you just, he just needs to keep making videos and then you will watch some of them. Eventually many people will. Yeah. What do you think about that? Where is that going? The um, the amount of like um, I think um, like well, I think so much stuff being made. Yeah, I and think it's 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 transitioning into a completely different model, and no one no one knows what it is. I mean, people theor like hypoth- hypotheticalize about <laughs> hypothesize. What is it, Ben? Theorize? Hypothesize? They theorize to make a theory of. Yeah. They theorize what the future holds, but I'm telling you and everyone listening, buckle up because the next five to six years is going to be fucking nuts in terms of, in terms of, 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 of the change that you will be forced to undergo. It's going to be an extremely stressful time, and a lot of people are going to die or just become totally fucked up, but the world's going to change dramatically. I think it's going to get split in half. <laughs> from uh, from 200 people backflipping. Maybe. Uh, El Toro. The world's, oh, going to split, the world's going to split into two groups. The ones who <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the ones who yeah. go and the ones who stay. And yeah. Joey, I'm a goer. I'm going. Oh, so are we talking about? Is this does this relate to the rolling and grinding metaphor as well? I have I have no idea what we're talking about. Oh. But I'm going, dude. I want You're you going? with me. Oh, I'm gonna. I'll go. Good. I'm already going there. Probably, are you I... gonna go? Well, I'm asking you: Are you gonna go or are you gonna stay? Yeah, I'm fucking going. Yeah, she's going. She's going. Yeah, you. Yeah, of course she should yeah, of go. Of course she's going. You're going. She's going. She's going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's going. She's going. She wouldn't. She wouldn't stay. No, she's going. You know, um, one thing that is is interesting to think about. I think the reasons, uh, that people make stuff over the years is gonna change. No one's gonna be making stuff for fame and fortune and celebrity as the years go on. Yeah. Well, the That's way, one of my theories. Yeah, the way people are experiencing these things, whether it's music, movies, art, like whatever, the way people are experiencing it is really in less of a like, like it's like when it first came around when people experienced it, they were kind of infantile. They were like fucking teenage girls, like screaming at the top of their lungs because they were so, de- they were so um, like sheltered and they were so longing for that shit but it wasn't available. Like they couldn't just go to fucking H what's the CD store 
<laughs> HMV. HMV. They couldn't just go to HMV or Virgin and pick out their music or, you know, like, and a lot of people weren't making music that really vibed with them. They were listening to, like, their parents' shitty records and stuff, and that was, like, all that they knew. And then they became 16, 17, and they went to this, like, Jim Morrison concert or something, and they were just so fucking blown away in a way that it isn't possible for us now that we have access to so much. We We're have just always on to the next fucking thing, hey? Always on to the next thing. But in a lot of ways, like, we're more intelligent. We're less likely to really fall into, like, obsessing over celebrities because we're, we're more – we know that they're just other people that are doing a certain type of work. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a very important thing. Okay, Joey, I'm, I'm starting to get weird digital noise, so I'm going to hang up. We'll take a two-minute break, and then we'll come back, okay? Okay, cool. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Hey. Hey. I have a good uh, point to follow up okay. with what we were just talking about. Just quickly, I'll say I've got... We'll do another 20 minutes. Okay. Because my wife says she wants her husband back, and she's, like, f- pretending to finger her crotch <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> and now she's pretending to finger her butt. Oh, my God. Well... Do you need to make it 10? need to make it 5? No, 20 is good. Because <laughs> you got to, when you when that window's there, you got to jump through it. Oh, it's a big window. I'll, <laughs> I'll throw my pencil through it later. <laughs> I was joking! Ow! 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 Don't! Ow! <laughs> Apologize and say how small it is. Uh, it, Apologize. What, the pencil? No! Window. Oh, the window's not that small. I just have really good aim. You just said the what? window's not that No, it's like pretty small. It's a tiny little it's window. It's like a cat's anus. Yeah, it's like a cat's <laughs> anus, but I'm so accurate throwing the pencil that it goes through like every time. <laughs> okay, you want to know what my comment is? Okay, let's hear it. Oh, sorry, I'm eating a mini egg. Better finish this quickly. Oh, it's Easter, isn't it? Man, those fucking things. They're you so know what it, that means? You, what? That at the office tomorrow, there'll be like tons of fucking chocolate freebies. Do they always have shit at the office for... After like Christmas and after Easter and stuff, there's tons of chocolate. People bring in their shit? Yeah. I'm a chocolate person. I don't know if you are. I like chocolate. Are you like... There's a lot of people, they're either uh, like a chips person or like a candy person. Um, I'm more of a chips person, but I do like chocolate like once in a while. Not a yeah. lot. Like I don't like, I can't eat a lot of chocolate, but I really yeah. like it in smaller doses. Like those Lynn chocolates are so good. Fuck. Those little balls. They're like that's cold an, in the middle. Man, that's an experience. So you haven't had delicious. one in a long time? Oh my god. The center really, of it is just like oh. soft chocolate. Holy fuck. To Those really savor good. it. Yeah. It doesn't chocolate hit on like one of our pleasure centers? Like w- when you eat chocolate? It yeah, it's hits interesting. on something in our brain that Well, it's interesting cuz like people usually experience the the high from the sugar and the chocolate at the same time. And the high of the sugar really masks what the chocolate high is. But if you eat like pure chocolate, you can distinctly feel a difference that's not like a sugar buzz. It's it's a distinctly chocolate buzz. Yeah. 
but like nobody eats raw chocolate because it's really bitter and it's not no, it's really intense. It's really <clears throat> nasty. Yeah, raw chocolate nibs are uh, they they have a wine taste to them almost. Yeah really nasty like it's funny that someone someone thought up like they used to just sell chocolate and people were like oh this isn't all that great but then as soon as they've started putting sugar and and milk in it people were like holy shit this is amazing <laughs> and then it just sold like crazy it's uh if you get the older i get um dark chocolate's pretty good but you got to eat it in small quantities and really slowly like you really have to yeah. savor it whereas milk chocolate you oh, just yeah. plow through it and then you just feel like shit after cuz you can eat more of it the sugar in it yeah it's the like, sugar you just want more of it even it's a very important thing to try and slow down when you eat and really taste and what just you're like eating yeah, or drinking. and and really just think about you're, there's a tendency to just like go fucking um, like uh, to just stop thinking. Yeah. And stop. It just puts you kind of in a trance, like eating. Yeah. Like eating. Oh, sushi, raw sushi, Joey. You got to get on this stuff. Oh, I, I still haven't graduated. I just have veggie sushi still. Oh, raw fish is the shit. I'm not it's there the yet. Best. And it's raw, like it's it's and it's so it's one of the only things it's like it's raw, there's no sauce. It's you're tasting exactly what it is and it's fucking delicious. You're more adventurous. Hey, have you gone to that um that meat that Brazilian meat place in Vancouver, downtown oh, Vancouver? I was, I was telling uh isn't it New Orleans? meat place no it's like a it's got like a brazilian name and it's really close i think it's like across the street from in the first wacky mode there's like those marble ledges that go in a you do that like circle line yeah yeah it's like right there it's like right in that area it's like across the street from that spot like behind is that that where they bring around like the yeah you have the little card and you flip it like you flip it up if you want more and Oops. they come around with meat on like the the poles or whatever and carve it off I'm and i remember i tried like a bunch of different kinds of meat and i'm not a meat eater but it was like really interesting um the different textures and tastes of different kinds of meat yeah meat's the best meat so is good fucking good um it's so crazy that like that we like um like to get to get vegetables like it makes sense like we can grow vegetables and then harvest them like that that's realistic but the fact that we have like meat available just like in perfect steaks and ground and all different sorts just automatic like you just have to go to a place get it and bring it home and there's no there's like not a lot of disease that's really we're really lucky get so much energy from it too yeah. It like um I had a steak sandwich. I don't eat a lot of steak and yeah. I had a steak sandwich like it was on St. Patrick's Day with my dad and I remember the next day I had so much fucking energy from being yeah. eating a big fucking steak. Yeah. And it was like my body it was like bloody and it and it was like chewing on flesh. Yeah. And I, my body wanted it. Yeah, when you're really It was loving it. Yep. When you're really active, like, your body just... The meat is the best thing for your body. 
because your body just chews through it so fast, like it doesn't get clogged in your in your shit because you need it and it just processes the protein and just like yes, I'm getting so strong <laughs> eating the flesh. Eggs are magic too. Oh, eggs are the shit. They're eggs. little. They're little baby. Uh, they're like periods. You're, you're eating little an, periods. Yes, aren't they? you're eating a single cell, aren't you? It's a single cell. Is that what it like? Is an it's egg a large a cell? What the fuck is it? It's like a little em- like fetus. What it's is it? A cell. What's is a cell? Yeah, it's a cell, isn't it? Chickens don't menstruate. But if you were to leave the egg, if you were to leave the egg, a chicken would grow from it yeah, and then of course. and then come out of it. Yeah. But you eat that thing that's inside that could potentially become a chicken. They're magic if, you're, if you're given eating, the right environment. You're eating an unborn chicken, not only yeah. unborn but not even close to developing. Of yeah. course that's going to be a magic food. It is a magic food, a cell. What were the I remember uh Bruno said there is mad he Three magic foods, he said, was like uh, uh, eggs, fish, and I think peanut butter was his other one. Huh. I think it was peanut butter. Don't quote me on that, though. Peanut butter is pretty – like if you had to choose certain things to just live off of, like if you had to just eat that, like you could could live off of peanut butter. I don't know that for sure. It's got sugar and protein – it's got I think, protein and fat, and like it would just keep you going for a long time. Peanut butter would be really good after a workout. Eggs are good yep. before. Peanut butter is like having something with sugar in it after you do something. I fucking love that. Like you have just a little bit of sugar when you're really, really, really burnt out after doing something, and it just brings you right back up. Love that yep. feeling. That's the best. Yeah. We didn't, why don't they teach us that shit? Or do they teach us that shit in high school and I just wasn't paying attention? They don't really. Like, they both, they spent they spent a lot of time th- talking about, like, nutritional value and fiber and protein. But they don't really teach you about, like, okay, if you're going to – if you're really active, then you need to eat a lot of protein. You need to eat a lot of meat. If you're not doing shit, don't eat meat. Eat, yeah. like, vegetables and, yeah. uh, like – a little bit of rice, but not that much, because you're not doing anything. You don't need it, or else you're just going to get fat. Yeah. But they don't teach that difference. No. It's kind of like the same across the board. It's just like, um, it's so weird that they they are so concerned about people taking drugs, but they're not that concerned with all these people's shitty ass diets. Well, it's even like, then, if like, just, if like, man, that's uh, fucked up. Well, you can eat like shit when you're in high school too. Yeah. Or I ate it's like true, shit, yeah. and I was still the skinniest motherfucker until at yeah. 20, uh, 23 or something like that was when I, yeah. I had to like be a little bit more careful. Not a lot, just a little bit more careful. Yeah. But I fucking ate like shit yeah. for so long. I don't even – like matter. drinking a glass of water? I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were really unhealthy. Yeah, I when was. You- like you would eat chips and fucking dessert and I ate shit constantly. You ate for shit, yeah. When you were like a teenager, time. there yeah. there may be something that there may be some truth to like the state of mind while you're eating that stuff that I just did not give a fuck and I didn't 
I didn't care about being healthy. I didn't care about being unhealthy. My metabolism was good. It didn't do shit. Like, well, I, I crashed. I crashed. I remember crashing a lot, though. When yeah. I was, like, 18, 19, I, I fell asleep. Like, like my, my low energy points, I remember being really low. So It's weird to think about people who are really, like... Um, successful and prolific like artists that are really unhealthy like i think of kevin smith and he's like he's you can tell he's got like a really quick mind yeah he he's he's quick on his feet and he can talk and he's really intelligent and you would think like uh, like he's really unhealthy physically you know yeah and you i don't know you wouldn't think that a the person that treated his body that shitty could just be that so so smart and creative. Because oh, yeah. I depend on those like good feelings. Like I depend on like feeling good physically for a lot of my creative energy. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. He uh, directors matter. classically uh, weight weight can fluctuate on directors because it's so stressful. Yeah. Um, but some people's bodies are just built that way. Yeah, but I do think I do think being willing to treat your body like shit is necessary for a lot of um, like personal growth. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because yeah. it can I, uh, put yourself in a different state, like a state that is necessary in like things that you do. Oh, it's so important though to uh, that slowing down. It's so important to just make a note of how you feel after you eat or drink something you yeah. just have to think about how you feel journaling's sweet for that or like writing shit down like i feel like shit lately and then you'll be like uh well i've done like i drank uh, the, here's a big one for me yeah the second day so so a night of drinking right and then yeah. there's the hangover day the fucking the second day after a night of drinking my uh, irritability and like just my, it's not depression, but like um, the way my mind works, the ricocheting of negative thoughts or the reverberation yeah. of a negative thought the yeah. second day after drinking, like you can really feel the depressant part oh, yeah. of uh, alcohol the second that's true. day. Yeah, that's and, really um, true. So it's like the more that I write this stuff down, there's like common themes that happen that yeah. I find like with things that I drink and eat. Yeah, so, that's really good to like, be aware of. Like, people need to experiment more and, like, write their observations about the way that certain things make them feel. Like, oh, just yeah. depend on, like, other people to figure that out. But it's, like, every body is different. Yeah. Every body reacts differently to everything, really. Like, you can't really trust anybody's account. You need to trust your own account because they are not you. Their body is completely different. They come from different backgrounds, you know, and we listen to advice from these people. We need to just totally take it into our own hands and say, okay, I did this. How do I feel? I did this. How do I feel? Yeah. People don't, we're not taught that. We're not taught to respect our own experience. We're taught to read a book or read the results of studies or whatever and, 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 and make our our habits based on that. They don't teach. You know they should teach a class in high school like personal experimentation and how to get to know yourself. And it would be like you need to like research how you need to write essays or whatever on how different foods make you feel. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, um, amazing. There's two things. There's the one like 
remember growing up, you would meet people that were a little bit older than you, and they were really not set in their ways, but they really knew what they liked and what worked for them? Do you remember, like, just older people that you would talk to, like, dudes or or girls or whatever, and they'd just be yeah. really set? They would just know what they liked and didn't like. And yep. they would know, like, well, no, I don't like that because of this. Or I wasn't a fan of that because of this. And I always, like, deeply respected those people, but I couldn't – I knew I could not get there, like, in the snap of a finger. Yeah. It's so important it's, to get to that place to just be able to come – you're not you're not talking from any other place except for your own experience. Like, yeah. you meet those people who they just have a wide range of experience and they know what works – what doesn't work for them, what they like and what they don't like. Yeah. And they're open to some things, they're not open to other things because they've been on the planet for this long. I don't know, those do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and I've always I I, I do I do um respect that quality, but I've always felt I've always felt like um like I didn't want to get that quality, like I I I Okay, like I really like I, I can see how that would be a, a really nice world to exist in, like really just figuring it out and having very clear answers for everything and thinking really clearly. That is kind of like the ultimate state of just like chill is when there isn't like a confliction of of ideas going on or like you're not questioning every little thing. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of like that about about myself in that, like, I'm, I constantly just question everything, and it kind of drives me crazy. Like, it's a it's a double edged sword. Like, it really fucks me up and makes me more stressed out than I should be. But then, things come out of that that I'm I'm not willing to give up. Yeah. Like things come out of that, like, just not having a really clear answer for everything, and and. Uh, living in a state of confusion but focusing on little truths and trying to figure it out but knowing that i'm constantly going to change and like life is really fucking confusing and i don't know fucking shit people That's really true. i won't give up the fact that i just do not know shit and people don't know shit like collectively we're doing a fucking awesome job we we are inventing crazy machines that can fly and we're doing amazing things with medical technology and and scientific breakthroughs but individually we're all just pieces of shit <laughs> oh we're pieces of shit that can do cool shit yeah we can do cool shit we are we're spoiled pieces of shit we are so spoiled we live in such an amazing world that has just been given to us we didn't build any of this shit. We didn't contribute to it. We were just born into it. We were born into this heaven that people like slaved away on for years and years and lived in caves and like ate shitty, shitty food and died when they were 30 because they didn't know how to take care of themselves. And then we're just born into this heaven where we have like dishwashers, microwaves, the internet, beautiful cars. Here you go. Yeah, just uh, you know, go to high school and then get a job, and it's all yours. Here you go. We well, don't know how to make a blade of grass or a tree. We can no. clone them, but we don't know how to make them. We are like blades of grass. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's all true. we are. But somehow we're more. Somehow we're like we are. We're connected to something else that all everything else isn't connected to. 
but we're the same thing, but we're combined with this extra element that, what is it? Nobody knows. <laughs> well, and Wheels on Your Feet is not a good, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing to do. It's not respectable. That's fucked. Yeah, in the minds of people, it's not a respectable computers, thing to do. Awesome. You, Phones, computers, awesome. Phones, awesome. Yep. Cars, These awesome. extensions, yeah. These Sports. extensions of you, awesome. Wheels but that on your extension, feet. it's just too uh, personal. No, no. It's, too, it's too personal. A little bit too feminine. A little yep. bit too feminine. It is an amazing, amazing invention. Rollerblades. Are like who? Th- okay, who thought? Who's in there? Like shit! Like wheels are really awesome. How you can like push your your it, uh, your veggies that you pick? You can roll them across the field. What if you put like wheels on your feet? You have to understand. Nah, that wouldn't work. That's crazy. Like the first time someone said that, like someone must have said that to someone. Like, what if you put wheels on like under your feet? Yeah, that and this conversation happened. How did that so, person react? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And you can throw your pencil into the window after we're done this. Sweet. Um, okay. So how I said, it takes someone incredibly creative to say, okay, there's this board with wheels. I'm going to slide down this rail. Like, I'm going to start sliding this on shit, right? Yeah. That's kooky as hell. That's like... A freakish yeah, thing fuck, to do. That's to- so weird. Does so sense? weird. Why would you okay. Do- okay. So then I'm going to attach wheels to my feet so I can roll around. That's kooky as hell. That is so weird, right? Yeah. But there's something that got really fucked up where it's like um, uh, the, the kind of like the combination of wheels on your feet. We were. F- it is a freaky thing to do, but then taking this established culture, taking some things from it, um, I think no matter what, attaching wheels to your feet, you're a freak. You're definitely a freak, and that's kind of how it should be. But yeah. we took a bunch of things from. There was all these incredibly creative people that invented all of this stuff to do with this board with wheels, and then. Instead of the freak technology kind of finding its own things, like people doing it and not worrying about what other stuff was doing, we like melted into all of these other things. Not only that, yeah. but we were launched on national television. How Arlo said, <laughs> that the, fucked us up. Like that's that could even fuck us up for a hundred years. Who even knows? Who even yep. knows how long that'll go for? Yep. I really want you to see Pariah too. Because oh, I'm excited. there's yeah, a lot, there's a lot in it that is very difficult to put into words. But cool. I think between the two of us, there's a lot to be said. Cool. Yeah, I really, really want to see it. I'll, uh, I'll pick it up from Shop Task. <laughs> and, but do you know what I mean? Like, wheels on your feet. We're freaks. Yeah. To have the very first per- person to invent it. And for skateboarding to get that big is a freak thing. It's all a freak thing. It's all to- it's totally preposterous. There's no reason for it. The fact that we have all these skate parks everywhere, but they weren't built for us. They were built for a different sport. But the cities are like 
putting money into like making these parks they that have are for this weird activity. Like, you're this little bacteria that's affecting the community. Yeah, they had to. They had to put it into a little place. They needed to take it off the streets. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy what skateboarding has accomplished. I mean, they've ha- they've accomplished a lot. Like in terms of really, they've changed society. Carly has come over and she's pointing at the clock, which now says ten oh eight. Okay, that's it then. So I think, and now she's showing me her bare bum. So I'm gonna. When you see a bare bum, there's Shit. only one thing to do. Well, it's got to be female. And yeah. Yeah, your wife. Yeah, when it's when it's a female bum. But I even if it's not your wife, I think if a girl is showing you her bare bum, then <laughs> then you know what to do. Okay. Have fun. I will. Um, this was awesome. Yeah, it always is. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's going on tomorrow? Um, I don't know. We got to start podcasting with. There's so many people that we have I know. lined up. But... On uh, last night, I was uh, I was gearing up. I was gonna do one with Eric Garcia, but he <sighs> got to do he, it. He didn't show. Well, get at me tomorrow if you want to podcast. I'll do it again. Yeah, but aren't we doing that thing with that guy? Oh yeah, we'll do the thing with that guy. So I'll get at you about the thing with the guy, okay. and we'll do yeah. the thing. Kay. Nice. Okay. All right. Peace. Okay. Peace.